And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Hashtag give the kid a vote. Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Jay King. We got Mo Dakiel. And we have got a show for you. Oh my God. Coming up, Doc Rivers getting salty. Joel Embiid getting some MVP love. Maybe some all star starter talk. Should we be benching Russell Westbrook? And our fans overreacting to Grayson Allen. And that's where we will start. That's right. Leading off the show with Grayson Allen, who I know, I already know Jay King's going to defend this, but to paint the picture for you, he's trying to block or foul Alex Caruso at the rim. And he goes for the ball at first. And then with his other arm swings wildly and throws him down to the ground where he then broke his wrist and is out for six to eight weeks with that broken wrist. The Bucs social team yesterday morning, the day after, had a good morning tweet with Grayson Allen eating a donut. And then the news came out. People being mad at that was so stupid. Or maybe that was Friday. That was Friday. No, no, no come on. You can't do that. That's such poor form, especially like leaving that up after he, after it comes out that he broke his wrist. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> This isn't like this isn't like the dude getting fired for putting like a gun emoji and the horse emoji from Houston, right? Like that is an overreaction. This is like, yo, you heard it, dude. But is that something they do every day? Like good morning with a new player? You you can edit which player that's gonna be. Jay, whoever it is, they could have skipped Grayson Allen. They could have made him the next day. Like it's not it it doesn't take much to figure out right there. I mean it that, str- that it, strategy it was badly great. planned yeah. out. It didn't look great. <laughs> but everyone going after the bu- like, it's really a pretty harmless tweet. It's not like it's just poor. Not, form, not like they needed to. the 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 rush to delete tweets is is sometimes a little too much. I mean, I, I, well, j- what about just not tweeting it in the first place? <laughs> right. Like what what's? <laughs> I mean, Jay, it's not. But it's not when like they a tweeted person- it. They didn't know he was hurt, right? Like, it was just a fall. The guy got flagrant to, and they didn't know he was badly hurt. Okay, okay. but even even without that, Jay, that's enough to not to be like, hey, maybe we skip Grayson today, right? He he, he committed what's m- most called a dirty play. Yeah, man, right? that was, and, and, you can't, you and, can't and, defend that foul. And, then, and so maybe w- without even knowing he's hurt, maybe you just go, you know what, Grayson, we're, we're going to tweet your picture out on Sunday. Let's let's let this kind of get away for the day. And and just on that alone, you don't need to tweet that out. Like, come on, Jay. Like, the we all are in agreement that was a dirty ass play, though. Right, Jay? It, yeah, it, it was a dirty play. OK, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Of course, he it was a definitely dirty play. intended to and, do and, that. And he showed no remorse from when the dude hit. the Like, we've seen guys go for something like that. Dude hits the ground and you see the guy kind of respond in a way where right. it's like, oh, crap, whatever. He, yeah. he showed no remorse. He's a dirty and player. Like, yeah, of and course just going not. through like, his history. He's got like, a reputation. Just, yeah. He's, the, he's the, trash. The thing for me, the thing for me is the first hit was totally fine. For sure. Like, yeah. If he it's came just in, that and he falls, just barely and missed just the a ball. Bad, yeah, absolutely. Just barely missed the ball. Like he was trying to make a play. And at that point, it would have been just a regular foul where he made a mistake and went way over the top is he brought the second arm in. Yeah. And and that's where it became dirty. Yeah. And and that's where it was. It obviously crossed the line. Um, I still think some of the, the backlash was over the top. 
about Grayson Allen or just the tweet about Grayson Allen himself? Like, Dude, I mean, we, we've yeah. got Billy Donovan saying it could have ended Alex Caruso's career. We've got people just going crazy about it. To, to me, I thought, yes, it was a dirty play. Yes. Like, obviously, it worked out horribly and probably like just about worst case scenario um, for Alex Caruso, which stinks. But, like, I also get if you foul the guy and he's going in for a layup, you want to not let him have that. And it wasn't like he was fouling him from behind where you know he's going to be off balance and you know it's going to be the case where he's going down super hard and super weird. Like, it was a dirty play for sure, but I think it worked out a lot worse than Grayson Allen would have wanted. Then show remorse. Which she did it right, and 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 the second and bringing over the second hand is not enough of a uh, uh, thing to be like. Okay, we just want to make sure he doesn't make the layup. You hacked the shit out of him, even though you went for the ball and missed. You got him pretty damn solid with the first hit. You didn't need to bring the second arm down, like so. And and just with his history of everything he's done, right? That's the thing. Like it's, th- it's like you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like Trey, he's got a history of doing this, so like that that's always going to compound that even more. Yeah, I mean, he gets to the point where I think it's just lack of accountability. You know what I mean? Like, he's been able to get away with it since the beginning of his career. And it's been that way. It's, you know, that's why fans have been worked up over over the years. You know what I mean? This is not just his professional career. This is collegiate and, you know, before that in prep. So, um, he doesn't, I'm sure he didn't feel like he was going to face any real penalty about it, whether he had any ill will towards Caruso or not. The play could have been handled differently, and he knows the difference um, from a good play and a dirty play. And in this case, hopefully the NBA could at least suspend him for one game. Um, but I don't think it goes beyond that. Right. You know what I mean? But it sucks because, you know, the Bulls lose uh, a key player in their rotation, and then also, you know, Caruso loses some time. Yeah. You know, he was building some great momentum in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was having a great season, um, and this definitely and, – and I think on top of – like this isn't related to that, but you compound that with the Lonzo Ball knee injury, right? And now you're yeah. you're missing two key players for for over well over a month. Yeah, I mean that's that's a tough blow for the Bulls. And then you know hopefully they're getting Levine back. It sounds like relatively soon. If, yeah. I, if, I, if I saw that correctly from Donovan, what about but still? What about the idea? I know Jay's gonna hate this. What about the idea <laughs> if you if you flagrantly foul someone? And this kind of discussion has happened before, so I'm not like breaking any ground here. But if you flagrantly foul someone and they get injured, you should have to be suspended as long as their injury lasts. An eye right. for an eye, a wrist for a wrist. <laughs> I seen I seen fans uh, asking yeah. that. You know like, I, mean? I feel like, like we get, get this discussion like every line. five to ten years. Like something bad <laughs> happens, and we're like, "All right, it needs to be an eye Absolute. for an eye." And like, I. Absolutely I don't not. Hate the idea, but I also think I think that's an overreaction. Like if we want to talk like overreaction, like I think that might be well, an overreaction. You, if you, if you want to think, think about can... it, you would have Dennis Schroeder would be out because Matisse Thybul hasn't played a game since his dirty ass play when he pushed him when he went up for a dunk. Yeah, Jokic would have been out since November because Marty Morris yeah. hasn't played. Like we would, you would have guys faking not, injuries so that great players on other teams. Right. I don't think that that's guys don't want to give up their time on the court. I don't think that's going to happen. But it's a uh, wild idea. Though. Do, does Denver media still think Markeith Morris is faking it or was faking it or are we we off that now? I just, you know, I know that that was out there right after the play. Hey, and I'm just curious. He's been out yeah. so long. I forgot he was on the team. It was November. He hasn't played since that incident. Like, he's had severe whiplash. And, like, at the time, like, you've got these, like, writers who were like, he's clearly faking it. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> writers really put that out there? Yeah, man. That's a wild I thing to put it. out there in the world. I synced it. Absolutely. <laughs> that oh, is man. Uh, impressive. But, no, you cannot judge a foul on the aftermath of it right like like Grayson Allen it was absolutely a flagrant foul it was absolutely a dirty play it was too much it was excessive at the same time just because Caruso's out four to eight weeks that doesn't make it worse than like anyone else who did the same thing the other guy was totally fine although Grayson Allen's history of doing such things does make it like worse i guess yeah i mean i he, think that I he think just you can't have, you, you have to take away that into from, account from right. dirty plays well it's not 
it, yeah, I don't know if you like you can stay away from you could just not have the dirty plays. Like <laughs> no, but he can't. He can. he could he could choose to not do that I don't shit. Know. Man. I don't know if he can. Tripping dudes left and right, it. slamming Crusoe down to the floor. Like no, he could easily choose not to do that. Maybe the Bucks should stop the warm up for him of sweeping the leg, or is this yeah. like you this know? Isn't, maybe, this like, isn't like an addiction. Like this is just him being a dirty <laughs> ass are we player. Sure? Well, all right, you know what. There are so many addictions these days. Maybe it is. Maybe he's an maybe he's addicted to being a reckless, harmful player. <laughs> I'm into that. It's too bad that this is like probably one of the two times he's come up on the podcast this year. It's never good. It's never <laughs> whenever he because, comes up on a podcast. It's never for good reason. He's been really good. He has like, been like close you know when forty percent from three. Yeah, when Middleton he's giving them a, a lot of production. When Middleton and um and Drew were out. And obviously Lopez was out too. Like it was Giannis, Grayson Allen, and Pat Connaughton just carrying that team the best they could for like the first 15 games of the season. Like he played really well. But man, this yeah, is the only he, time we talk about it. Fit. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Then, and then nobody notices until he just until he until ruins he plays like an asshole. Yeah. And then, right. and then we, here we are. <laughs> then we get to go to that. Um, all right. Speaking of. Uh, Speaking of frustrating decisions, I don't know. I have no transition here. I got to be honest, guys. I'm pretty hungover. I, uh, oh, <laughs> I, am, I was, I was going to say that wasn't a sharp transition. No, man. I, uh, I don't feel great. I was with a game. Congratulations, Congratulations on the test. I drank and drank. You heard me? Congratulations on the text. Most yeah. of it was. <laughs> It was a very emotional Zach. I'm screaming. I was screaming. It's the only like them like because I don't really have basketball fandom anymore, right? Right. Like I have guys I like, but like I don't like I haven't rooted for a Timberwolves win since like 2008. Like I just like I just don't feel that way anymore about basketball because I I know there's some media members who like still like wear their allegiance and everything. Like I just it doesn't do it for me. Um, because I'm but the Niners do it for you. But the Niners, man, like. You get this like, and I don't even really Zach care Harper. about. I don't even really care about the um about like regular season games. We get into the playoffs. Like now, I'm locked in. Atlanta Braves. Like I locked in. Like that win that World Series. Like I was like, well, Mo saw that too. I was yeah, yelling I about the Dodgers one night. I'm your good luck charm, apparently. Uh, let's go to the Russell Westbrook <laughs> discussion, MBG, guys. So, <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers the biggest fraud in NFL history? I saw I saw a tweet saying, "Wow, he was serious. That report was serious about him boycotting the Super Bowl. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny." Um, so Russell Westbrook gets benched at the end of a loss to the Indiana Pacers the other night, right? Uh, earlier this week. So they the final three fifty two of the fourth quarter. Frank Vogel takes him out. He apparently has the blessing. It's been sanctioned by the Lakers front office, according to an ESPN report, in which I swear to God, like. The weakest language in that report was the message from or the reported message from the front office to Frank Vogel, which was, quote, you got to do what you got to do. I'm like, that's not that doesn't mean anything like that doesn't mean anything. I'm calling BS on that, too. Really? There's no way the front office gave him permission to do that. And then he just waited all season to do it until well, all the reports yeah. came out that he was it, about to get fired. Right. Yeah, that's probably fair. The, it, the it probably timing came just up doesn't in the Rambus sense. meeting when it, when a Rambus showed up in the coaches meeting. He probably that's probably where that's the probably okay what it was. happened. Yeah. yeah, that's you know play him play DeAndre Jordan over Russ was probably what Rambus was thinking. And that's then to not, me, it wasn't right. just that he benched him down the stretch. It was that he then came out and said, I was playing the guys I thought would win the game. <laughs> I mean, he, he was, he was. Right? Like, like, <laughs> so, like, not, like Russ, he didn't even look, make up an excuse for it. No, you know, like we, he didn't, he didn't say, oh, we didn't think Russ had it tonight. Well, he might we think he he's out anywhere, tired. right? If he it's the game by game injury. situation that, that the athletic reported, like, if you know, maybe that's just what it is. He's just like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. Maybe it's just like in office space now. Right. Like just doing what he can and doesn't care if he gets fired and, you know, doesn't care about the consequences. And so when he comes out and, and says that, I look, we've talked about this. I don't think I think Russ is the wrong scapegoat. I don't think he played well to start the season. I think he's been fine enough. I think their their issues run way deeper than Russ or certainly Frank Vogel um, with how that's going this season. But at the same time, like he's been really bad at the end of games this year. Right. And so to to bench him down the stretch of a game. It's funny that he did it and they lost anyway. 
that I find hilarious. <laughs> like they right. got lit up by Karis LeVert and it was like, well, I don't know what we do now. <laughs> right. Um, and so like that part is funny to me, but there's like Trey, there's some interesting discussion now from, from Tony Kornheiser basically saying you can't like, you can't bench him in, in crunch time. Like what is Trey, what is going on with the, this part of the discussion? I mean, look, yes, Russ probably was embarrassed. Yes, he's been playing bad. But at the end of the day, like, Vogel made the best decision that he felt was going to win the basketball game, although they didn't win the basketball game. You can't say that you're not allowed to bench a player. Like, Pop would bench guys all the time, you know what I mean? And guys should be able to be, um, being able to be coached. You know, in this particular situation, I don't think no matter what the year of experience is and how they should react. Obviously, you know, certain players start because uh, the coaching staff only has a certain amount of say-so in that because that's the owner's call, especially if they're making a certain amount of money. And you have to really make a a, a true, basically, um, stance on why you're benching that player. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be like, all right, I'm going to bench him or take him off the lineup when they're paying him like 40 a year. You know what I mean? So um, in that situation, Russ, is he hasn't been shooting well. You know, I mean – he, I won't be kicking while he's down, but just overall, like Vogel should be able to put the best guys available to win that ball game at the particular yeah. time versus instead of, you know, Tony um, mentioning that Vogel should be fired or at least the respective wrestler Westbrook, if they're going to continue to bench him, they need to buy him out. Like, that's not no. how this works. No, like, he, like, you can this coach is a player's him. league. Coach him. Like, what? That's ridiculous. I mean, apparently not, though, because that's the thing. After that game, he was benched. He stormed out, didn't see media, didn't anything. There was zero accountability, but he's been able to get away with this all his entire career. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. So, like, now a coach is finally holding him accountable. A coach is actually, you know, the media is on him a little bit harder because he's in a bigger market. And it's starting to set in. And he's just kind of like trying to pull off what he was trying to do in Oklahoma City because they, you know, that was all they had at that particular time. And although he gave his all, he he was just as good as he was bad. You know what I mean? Like that's that's why the live by Russ, die by Russ is such a thing. But in LA, nobody cares about triple doubles. Nobody cares about, you know, individual accolades. The same thing with LeBron getting 10,000 rebounds. If y'all losing, the Laker fans are starting to grow tired of that. They want to yeah. win. And, Mo, you can kind of chime in on this to support this argument. But Russ has always been individual. LeBron's been individual. Despite him playing as a team, like he likes to pass, but it's still individually driven. Oh, I mean, Trey's right on. I mean, just even the the assists are are almost selfish assists, right? Like, you, get me the assist. You know, make, shoot that shot because I need the assist and all of those things. It's everything... Trey said is 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 right on but I don't know how you're going to be able to coach if it's you got to look to the front office going can I bench this guy right like in the heat of the moment you got to do those things and you know Tony Kornheiser you know talking about Russ and 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 this is disrespectful and things like that it comes down to winning and let's just be honest Russ hasn't impacted winning in a long time and and that's the problem and and he's not a I'm with you Zach he's not all the Lakers problems it's a culminations of things. It really starts with the front office guys with Palinka and Rambis really making poor decisions last off season. And you know, now everybody's kind of paying for it and they're looking for any way out and there just isn't one and they're screwed. And with everything that's going on, like they just need to go play and, and whatever five guys are going to get you the wins are the ones Vogel has to play. And you know, uh, It'll be really interesting if there's a game where he'd, he 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 won't have the guts for it. I don't think there's any coach that would bench LeBron. But you you, you kind of have to, at some point, start looking at your five. Who's going to be our five guys playing in crunch time? I don't know if Russ could be that guy. I think he can Lakers can't. have made such a mess of this, too. Yes. By, by making it as public as they have, that not only is Vogel fighting for his job, but that it could be on a game-to-game basis. Like, what kind of crap is that? Well, honestly, like, that is the single worst way to evaluate a coach. That is the worst way to try to get a team to perform. Like that, Putting that out there, leaking it, 
I, I read that in like three or four different publications. So they were telling everybody about this, that Vogel was coaching for a job every single night. It's like, what do you expect to come from that that is a good outcome? Maybe benching Russ. I don't know. I don't know. And, and I, I disagree a little bit that, that Russ isn't the problem. And I, I, I guess it's just semantics the way I see it. The bigger problem is that they bet on Russ and bet as heavily as they did on Russ and gave up members of the supporting cast for Russ and decided not to bring back Alex Caruso because they were going to pay Russ so much. But if Russ was a different player, if if Russ could shoot a little better, if Russ was an easier fit next to LeBron, if like it would it would look a lot different. But he's not, and he hasn't changed. And and expecting Russ to want to change or hoping that Russ would change is the biggest problem here. But Russ won't change. And it, it, he's at the point of his career, it's almost like Allen Iverson at the end of his career. is like, the guy was incredible, absolutely special. He could carry teams and, and do it in a way that nobody else could. And Russ was like that. But now he's in the twilight of his career. He's lost a little bit. He And he's still trying to do the same things. He still has the same mentality. He hasn't been able to to fit into a team concept. And and that's that's where it is on Russ to me. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, I mean, like they're in the, I don't know. Uh, some of this will be fixed when Anthony Davis is back and healthy, and so it won't look as bad. But it's the same thing as last year in the sense that these games matter, right? Like you're you're pretty close to the, to the play-in tournament again. And you're pretty close to ending up with a bad first round matchup. And then if anything goes wrong there, you have no shot. If those three are healthy and they're relatively clicking, like, yeah, okay, I could see an upset happening. I don't think they're as good as the Warriors. I don't think they're as good as the Suns. But I could, you know, I don't, I, the Jazz is a weird thing. I still don't believe in the Jazz. But, um, but that's more just like they got a show in the playoffs kind of thing. Could they beat Memphis? What? Could they beat Memphis? Maybe because of experience. Maybe. I think, I, I mean, I'd still pick the Grizzlies in that series. Um, because they have an identity. Right. Um, but yeah, like that lack of experience definitely could hurt them. And, and I, and I wouldn't be shocked by, by the Lakers winning that series, but, but you're now in a situation where, man, this is getting like, this is becoming a pattern, right? This is becoming a pattern. So whether it's the idea of they're not playing defense or this guy's out or Russ isn't good at the end of games or whatever, like they just have this, this like long CVS receipt list of problems that they need to, they need to fix. And none of that's going to happen through a move. None of that's going to like, some of it gets fixed when AD is back, but that we still had plenty of questions about them when he was, you know, when he was healthy this year, when the three of them were on the court together, like there's still issues of when LeBron's not in the game, that offense sucks. It just flat out sucks. And Russ should be the one to, you know, to mitigate that, to solve that enough. Like he doesn't have to have it as good as, as LeBron, but he's got to make better decisions. LeBron's got to make better decisions. AD's going to have to make tougher and better decisions. Like the, you know, the veteran role players are going to have to, like they all know what they are supposed to do. They're playing dumb basketball. It's not a group of dumb basketball players. And so like, all right, let's say they stop benching Russ and he's okay at the end of games and stuff. Great. What about the other shit? Like there's just there's going to be some point where they have to just look themselves in the mirror and stop making excuses. LeBron saying, "Well, you know, we had injuries and health and safety protocols has really hurt us, so that's why we are where we are." Everyone else has this. Everyone else is dealing with this in the NBA. Not everyone's struggling. 
the dumbest thing was we can't evaluate our roster because we don't have Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn. If they're the linchpin for your success, right. then I I'm, can evaluate your roster. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in trouble. And I, and like, look, I had high hopes for them this season. I still think they could be they could be contenders at their best. I just don't know if they know how to get to their best. And so much of this hinges on AD too. Yeah. Obviously for sure. he's been out for a while. Even before that, he wasn't playing at the level he did too. Right. He's not ago. playing like a top five, top 10 dude anymore. And if he gets back to that, then all the other stuff doesn't matter as much. It it just won't it's, matter. It as does much. fix a lot. Yeah. It does fix he, a lot. He, if he gets back. He to can that. hide those flaws that, have been so glaring but th- but jay you know, this like, is this is the wild thing do you expect him to get back to that and and here's the other thing about that run they made a couple years ago lebron and ad were playing at otherworldly levels mm-hmm. and then they had caruso who was great night tonight they had kcp yeah, kcp was good who like, stepped up in a huge way kuzma found his role right they it wasn't had, the one he wanted had, he accepted exactly it. they had rondo who was giving them good minutes consistently where are those four guys this year? You know, like where are the other guys on this team that aren't just going to make buckets because Malik Bunk will get bucket, Malik Monk will get buckets, Carmelo Anthony will get buckets. Like those guys, they'll be able to score fine. But but who makes the 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 really important plays on the other side of the court? Who digs in and gets a stop? Who who sees that Anthony Davis has a mismatch down low? And says like Rondo used to all the time, and just was adamant about getting him the ball in that situation. Like I just don't see it with this team, and I like as Anthony Davis will change a lot for them, especially if he gets back to where he was two years ago. But the rest of the supporting cast just isn't there, and there's not much time to get it there, and there aren't many guys who could possibly get it there. Honestly, that's the thing though. Like they have all these dudes to get buckets. Their offense sucks. 24th in the league they suck it's, it's like, terrible not good they, they traded their defense defensive players to get better offensively and it backfired <laughs> and it should sucks. And it should like i man like trey i like there's i'm at a point where like i don't know who you could bring in to f- have the offense not fall off a cliff when lebron's out of the game Damn because Tony. this is another year of that happening like in the championship year it happened and they won the championship anyway right and then they w- wanted to like fix that last year so they go and get Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell to the you know one and two in bench score in the previous season one and three I think in six man of the year voting and it and it still happened and then they go and get um you know Russ this year and it still happens like Trey like it, it, this might just be like when you have a team centered around LeBron James there is no player you can bring in to have it, to have it run smoothly like because I don't like you change the offense like what do you do yeah, I mean, when you really look at it, this guy needs to be ball dominant and like respectfully cool. But again, when you if you look at the track record of certain players, right, the selling point of it normally when guys would say, all right, cool, I'll go play for the Cavs or I'll go play for the Heat or I'll go play for the Lakers and whatever franchise LeBron's been involved. You have to sacrifice majority of what you was able to do great in the other systems. Now, if you're not a strong driver or if you're not a catch-and-shoot guy, your game is hurt. You look at guys like Isaiah Thomas. You look at guys like you know Kevin Love sometimes. He became a spot-up shooter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just certain things where guys just weren't using their things and, like, basically using their strengths anymore. And, you know, in this Lakers case, I mean, you know, they would have thrived off getting to Fred Van Vliet or someone like that caliber. You know what I mean? I always was still pushing for Gary Trent Jr., but, like, I'm seeing trade rumors of guys like, you know, Siakam. I'm seeing guys like Jeremy Grant, um, John Wall. Like, that doesn't make the Lakers over the top if they go make this move. You know what I mean? Because those players aren't going to fully support LeBron in this situation. Even Laker fans have howled about, oh, if we get THT, if we get Trevor Reza back, you know, um, when we get AD back, like, nothing's really going to change. And I think that they kind of bit off more than they can chew in this situation. And it's just going to have to deal with it. Even if they fire Vogel and, you know, they don't make Fizz the guy and they, they 
you know, who they're going to put in, Handy or Kurt Rambis again? I don't Palenka know. Palinka should coach <laughs> this team. The Lakers he put are in this a- shit roster together. Palinka should coach it. You're the <laughs> one that's saying. Does that I- ever work out? <laughs> are we trying no, to fix this? Or, are we trying to fix this or punish Rob Palinka? Like, yes, we're I punishing need to see it. Rob no, fix the damn problem. Play better. <laughs> How Stop many games do you think it would take basketball. him to bench Russ? <laughs> Stop playing stupid basketball, man. That's the that that fixes the problem. Quit being dumb out there. You got Sorry. it's a it's if it was a bunch of dumb players, I'd be like, all right, there's nothing they can do. These are all smart basketball people. Go play smart basketball. It shouldn't if be it were, that hard. If it were that easy, Zach. It is that easy. They're all <laughs> veterans. They all know what to do. Most of them have had success. You know what the fuck to do. Like, go do it. I disagree that they're like the smart, this smart basketball team Dude, outside they, of LeBron. No, they, those are all veteran dudes who know how to win. Like whether but, they've won championships like, or not doesn't like we get too caught up in that culture. Like they have led teams to victories time and time again. They led teams into the playoffs. They've led teams, you know, past the first round into the second, into whatever. Like, you know how to win, man. I, I mean, you could say that about like just of, couple of players on their team honestly like like russ 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 his teams weren't winning because he was smart if anything like his lack of good decision making down the stretch of games held his team back i don't think no i i think there's a difference with that though one he's not the guy anymore so he can adjust like he like he doesn't get to have that he doesn't adjust he doesn't adjust so adjust you know like he's not an idiot he knows how to play good basketball he's done it before He's done it a lot. Whether you like the style of play or not, like he's played good basketball that helps his team win. Maybe not win a championship, but win. Like we're talking about regular season games. We're talking about not wondering, can you beat Karis LeVert at home? I mean, Karis like LeVert. And I mean, he was hot. He was hot, to be fair. He was <laughs> hot. He had 22 in the four. Like he was hot. All right, let's get off this. Um, Joel Embiid gaining a lot of MVP chatter right now. And so Trey... Is it enough to take down other people in this mix? Because I'm like, you know, we talked about it last week. What Jokic is doing with that just band-aid duct tape together roster at the moment. I, I actually had this. We had this question the other day on the radio. It was like, where would you like to see Paul Millsap go? since he's going to leave the Nets, right? And I'm just like, I guess Denver just because they need bodies. Like, at this point, like, I, w- I don't even know if he would be good. Wait, we really, <laughs> we really talking about Paul Millsap in there somewhere? He was unplayable oh, oh, for in Brooklyn. Sure. I don't for even sure. want, I don't even want to like, I don't want to shut it down because I know a lot of teams are desperate. Oh, he was um, terrible. He was man. terrible. But yeah, that's he was terrible. How, that's how he was terrible. Nuggets supporting cast is. I'm just like, yeah, I guess put him back in Denver. That, that would help maybe. Jokic needs somebody, but Joel Embiid has been on yeah. fire lately, and so maybe that's enough momentum to take down you know him and Giannis. Look, and Joel's been, I'm cool. Joel's been hooping. He's going up. You know what I mean? Kudos to your rankings again, weekly rankings. Check it out on Athletic. Um, but when you really think of the MVP tracker, I think Steph has continued to slip. Yeah, you know, um, and and that's like, again, that's not no diss to him. They're still. They're still the Warriors. They're still in a comfortable position. But, like, you're starting to see a little bit of how, you know, him not shooting well and Draymond not being present. It's affecting the look of how, you know, the eye test of how we're looking at him right now. Um, And certain players, you know what I mean? Like, with KD out, he's going to miss six weeks. He slipped out of that. Right now, I see Giannis. I see Giannis at one. I see Jokic at two. And I got Embiid at three. Yeah, I mean Embiid over his last and and Ja yeah Ja's ja. gonna be up there man Ja's balling too I get I get Ja I get the, Ja yeah, in the, the mix only, and Ja the might only, be Ja might be third honestly just because he's been a little bit more consistently and his team yeah, is I winning think, I think by the so, end of the season got, it won't be as big of a of a hole for him but like the fact that he missed what like twelve games you know so we're yeah. talking twelve games in the in the first half of the season what if we get that extended it's only twelve games by the end of the year it's not such a knock against him. But at least for like this point in the season conversation, like I do use that against Ja just to knock him down a little bit um, because it's such a crowded field. There's so much nitpicking that has to happen in order to to find like whoever your leader is going to be. But yeah, like Ja deserves to be up there as well. Over the last 16 games, Joel Embiid, 
33 and a half points per game, 10.3 rebounds, 4.2 blo- or 4, 4.2 assists, shooting 55% from the field, 41% from three, 83% from the free throw line. And they've lost five, five of those games. They're 11 and five. Like he's just, he's killing. He's absolutely killing. He had 50 and 27 minutes against the, against the Magic. Some Kobe shit, man. He had 20 points in the first quarter. Yeah. Like he was just murdering. He played he was 27 on, minutes and had 50 points. It's just like, okay. Like, you don't see big men do that, right? Guard, sure. Like, Clay's done it. Kobe's done it. All of them have done it. But, like, big men don't usually get the, like, you got to be really efficient in that game to get to 50 that quickly. That's and crazy. That's why it, it would be a shame if they can't find a Ben Simmons trade by the deadline. Yeah. Like, this well, is an all-time season Joel Embiid is putting together. He has been so special. He's been much better at dealing with double teams. Mm-hmm. He's added, like, guard dribble moves that are just stupid. Like, his face-up game is like a wings, except he's seven foot 280 or whatever he is. And and he's defending on top of all of that. If if they cannot get anybody for Ben Simmons and they leave an all-star type talent sitting at home while Joel Embiid is doing all of this, it would be a shame. And I know Daryl Morey's come out and said, that's why we need to get this trade right because Joel Embiid is that good and that's why we need to take our time and get it right. But... Joel Embiid has an injury history. Yeah, there's, uh, he's already he's never already a promise. We, we talked about Josh missed games. At this he's, level for much longer. Yeah, he's already missed eleven games this year. Right, and, like and, some of that's health oh, and safety uh, protocol, but whatever. Like he's missed eleven. Like he misses time. And and I, I just think there needs to be an enormous sense of urgency to get that Ben Simmons deal right, and and give Embiid the help he needs. To really, really contend because that dude is on another level this year. Even from when he was last year, when he was second in MVP voting. So Jay, you're you're not wrong, but you're also a little bit wrong in the sense of they can't that's take confusing. a bad trade, right? They I can't agree. Ta- they can't they, take a bad trade. I mean, trade. I mean that's Agreed. that's that's the thing. So if 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 it just doesn't materialize, you can't just go okay. Well, we'll just get any help we can. But for what's a, but what's a bad trade in this scenario, right? Well, I mean, I. I I don't think they'll get the 25 or the 30 uh, names that Morey has on, on his list. Right. Like, I don't think that's, that's realistic. Like we can, we can be clear about that one, but you know, like early in the season when it was like uh, buddy healed and Marvin Bagley, I'm like, that's not enough. That's not going to get you into the finals. Even with Embiid playing as well as he is, that wouldn't have been enough in my, in my opinion. I still don't think that would be enough in, yeah, to, well, to, to push yeah, Bagley's them. not going to uh, contribute uh, now. Yeah, you're right. Right, and, and, and all of these things. Like, people coming out there saying, oh, they should trade for Sabonis. It's like, no, Sabonis won't help. Like, it's not a, it's... it's No, Sabonis and Embiid together would be terrible. No, it would be yeah. terrible. And Embiid would I probably be like, Embiid would probably raise his hand <laughs> going like, yeah, okay, so now I need to be traded. Yeah. You know, and I think that, that would be the, the, the situation. So, like, I'm with you. They need to make the trade. So but to, only if the right one presents itself. I don't know if it's going to. So it's. I know everybody's going like you're wasting Embiid season, and you know he's a ticking time bomb. All these dudes are relatively ticking time bombs. Clay Thompson rarely missed a game, and then missed two years of basketball. Right? Like it's 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 it doesn't take much for these guys to really kind of develop some sort of injury history. So it's I I know the history with Embiid and everything that goes with it, but I just don't think it's it's worth it for them to just. Hey, whatever we can get on February tenth, I I agree with that. Like it, it's not just a trade him for for whatever you can get, but there's also enormous pressure to get a trade done and and get it done as quickly as possible. And, and that, they know that, it. That's my bigger point. It. And and it's funny because what they need most is probably like a long athletic dude who can defend and rebound and like do all that stuff. Like a lot of the stuff that Simmons provided for them. You look at their rebounding, they're I think 28th in rebounding percentage. They've been a horrible rebounding team, even with Embiid. Yeah. That, which that's is hard tough. to do. <laughs> and, and they're yeah. like, they're extremely small in the backcourt. They're not the most athletic team. Like Sim, Simmons provided them as, as much as he took off the table at times he gave them so much and they still haven't filled that 
So I think they need a long dude. They need a dude who can defend, who can rebound. And that's the type of guy they should be looking for. I've, I've changed my mind on that because I used to think they needed more shot making, more more creation. No, they got um, like Maxie's good, man. Maxie's good. No, but they, they got Seth Curry. Maxie's pretty good. Seth yeah. Curry has developed so much that that he gives you that. And, yeah. Shake and off has the, such gravity. Like yeah. it just makes it easier on those guys. Shake off the bench is good. Like, I think yeah. it's more like athleticism, length, defense that that they really need to target. I think more, I actually disagree. I, I'm 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 still on. They need a guy that they can put the ball in his hands at the end of games on the perimeter. And I don't think they have that as good as Maxi is and, and as good as Embiid is on the perimeter. It's still tough to get it to him. You know, you saw it in the uh, in their loss to the Clippers. They need that guard out there on the on the perimeter that can just make it happen in the last two or three minutes. Or, or maybe it is a long lanky wing kind of kind of similar to what Chris Middleton was for the Bucks. You know, it was Giannis 45 minutes through the game, but in closing time, the ball was in Middleton's hands. And I think maybe that's something that they, they need to look for, whether it's a guard or maybe it's a wing, but that's the role they need to fill to in, in this trade to me. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's uh, let's let's go now to All Star Starter Talk. I uh, guys, I voted. I was a media member. Who they got gave you vote. a vote. Yeah, man. Somebody get Adam on the phone, man. This that's that's questionable decision Harper, making. Hey, man, that's questionable decision making. You know what the crazy thing is? This is my third year voting. Yo, they've been drunk for three years. I was about to say, I was going to say, you've been voting. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, this is, I, well, I was going to say, this is going to be the fourth time I voted for MVP, but I, I don't know that I'm on the ballot. This, I don't know that I can get in the ballot this year. I think I might. I think this is a good sign, but I don't know. Um, that's why those, uh, those award rankings come out, man. Make sure that they know I'm taking the this shit seriously. Give the kid a vote, Jesus. <laughs> um, but I voted... Uh, and I feel like it's relatively straightforward. The only thing, well, actually, maybe not. Like the front court in the West was, like I gave that third that third spot. I voted for Rudy Gobert, so I did Jokic, LeBron, and Rudy Gobert. Um, I thought about Draymond. I thought about Wiggins. Um, I thought about Paul George, but everyone's kind of missed so much time. I didn't think Wiggins was quite good enough, and Gobert's impact was shown when he missed for four games, and they looked like the magic. 
out there, right? Where I was just like, okay, like I think I think that's right. But I I think I did Gobert, Jokic, LeBron for the front court. I did Ja and Steph for the back court, and then the East front court was super easy. It was Embiid, it was Giannis, it was KD, and then for the back court, I did DeRozan, and I gave a vote to Fred VanVleet. So that those were those were my starters. And I don't think Fred's going to get it, but um, but I thought I he was, I thought he was deserving. Yeah, I thought he was deserving. Yeah. I actually surprisingly don't have a problem with your list, Zach. The, tough, is, the tough one was like is, trying to decide, you know, because I do I do think Harden's deserving. I think Trey Young's deserving, but I just I think you know, it, and maybe not for a starter, but Darius Garland should be an All Star this year. Um, but I just I looked at I was like, man, Fred's been so good. He's been carrying that team. Like they're the he's the reason that they're above five hundred and in the mix, you know, to to make the playoffs in the East. Like I just think he's been so good that he should be rewarded with that. The the thing to me that that stands out is one, the front court in the West just isn't very deep. And it's it's because mostly injuries. Yeah. Because like AD uh, should be in the mix, right? Like that right. that should have been an easy one, but he's he's been hurt and he wasn't very or he wasn't good by his standards. Yeah, and it because of how much fan vote is weighted, we honestly might see Andrew Wiggins as an All Star starter. Yeah, I I mean there I don't know how other media members are voting. I haven't checked, but like yeah, he might get he might get enough votes there. Because I, I think I don't it know should the players be LeBron, Jokic, and Gobert. Like they've been the three best players. Let me let me ask you. Let me throw a name in there. Where are you guys on Cat? Because he's been pretty damn good. He's been good. Yeah, he's been good. Um, honestly, I mean, I'd, ra- like, I'd, I'd rather put him in the front court as a starter than Wiggins. Yeah, but would you rather put him over Gobert? Like, I don't think he's been better than Gobert. Yeah. You know? Not the- yeah, I'm not doing all that. I want Andrew Wiggins to start just off of the troll of Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know what? Let me talk to the league. I got to change my vote. <laughs> got to get Wiggins my vote now. Be careful, Zach. Don't lose your vote. You make a great point. (laughs) The other one that stands out is the East front court because Kevin Durant's going to be injured for the All-Star game, I assume. Um, And if if he's out... Yeah, he should not play. It's it's Giannis, it's Embiid. Those are automatic. But who's the third guy? (sighs) That's a good question. Like, is Tatum almost by default that guy? He, I mean, he's Jimmy Butler's missed a ton of the so season. Badly, yeah, Jim, yeah, Jimmy Butler's. I mean, is, Jared Allen. Do you throw Jared Allen in there? Miles Bridges. That's Miles a, Bridges has been great. That's a, that's a yeah. Like, I just want Marcus Aldridge just voting. For, what? <laughs> I want I want Allen in there just because now I just want three massive seven footers. Oh God, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> for the um, like I think Jimmy's been good enough, but he's you know he missed a bunch of time. Um, is DeRozan a guard or forward? He's counted he's as a guard. a guard. Yeah. Okay. All right. If he were a forward, it would it would be so it would have been super yeah, hard. It like, would have been. It, I honestly probably would not have voted for KD just because he's hurt, which still was not a smart idea. <laughs> like KD's been amazing, <laughs> but like I was just like, yeah, that's my justification. I got to get tomorrow vote. Like, yeah. Or maybe yeah, I would have voted him over Embiid. I don't know. That's. Man, I think you. I think you would have to go with Jared Allen. I think he's been the. I think he's been the most consistent, and he hasn't really missed time, right? To get moved in, I don't know. I don't know I what mean, that's going to be. Where, well, where he, are you at on? Where are you at on Zach Levine? Or is he? He's not considered. He's a guard, a guard he's, too. He's a guard. Yeah. Jesus, what's going on on this list? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I mean, Zach's definitely a guard. DeRozan's been playing four all season, so he should be a front court player. But <laughs> but Zach's definitely a guard. Um. Can we get but, rid of the distinction anyways? Because they're all just kind of different players. LeBron's the point guard on the team on, yeah, on the true. Lakers. Yeah. I mean, like, can that's we get true. rid of that? Yeah, they should have Russ as a front court player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see him get benched during the All-Star game. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I guess that, that all that will be determined on on who the reserves are. Maybe we shouldn't even get into that yet until we find out like who the reserves are and then who that replacement's going to be. But that's going to be, man, that's going to be a tough decision. We should talk about that maybe maybe next week or the week after. For um when does this stuff get announced? Does this stuff get announced Thursday? Yeah, it's this week. That's when the starters get announced. We'll find out who gets those uh, those final spots in the west and in the uh in the east. Did you do your list after the Niners game? Little, no, little, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> a little, little yeah, tipsy. I made sure nothing, <laughs> nothing pressing was happening after that game last. I cleared the runway there, man. God, I, I, I woke up so disoriented at 5 p.m. I had no idea where I was. God, I. Okay, what do you want? To us who don't really know the, the game, how do you explain that? You're serious. You really think I can explain that? I burned that. In simplest terms. Question is, will you? I don't know. Um, did you ask Pop that question? What went wrong for you guys tonight? Yeah. What went wrong for us? Don't ask me that question. Yeah, this afternoon. Sorry, I lost my They played better than we did. And was the tone of this game, I mean, was it set from the beginning? I don't know. Um, did you ask Pop that question? Tell him to jump higher and move quicker. Physically and mentally, but I was mistaken. But that's a, that's a different deal. You know? I don't know. They played better than we did. Deer in the headlights, very disappointing. I thought we were very prepared. I've earned that. Physically and mentally, but I was mistaken. That's it? Okay. Have a good night. Alright, before we go, before we get out of here and keep talking about my drunkenness, um, this uh this Doc Rivers thing is interesting, right? So he apparently got asked um how much of a twenty-four point blown lead was was on the coaching. And his response was, Would you ask Pop that question? No, you wouldn't, so don't ask me that question. I've earned that. Um what what part of this loss would you attribute to coaching? I don't know. Um would you ask Pop that question? No, you wouldn't. So don't ask me that question. I burned that. I I think it's a weird question. Like to be fair to Doc, like I I do think that's a weird question. I think there's a different way of framing that. Of like, is there stuff you would have tried differently? Is there a strategy you think you should have employed instead? Like, I think that's a fair question. But to ask how much of a blown lead is on coaching, that is a super weird question. That is yeah, a weird one. It was poorly phrased. Yeah. Everything about it was yeah. was weird. But, you know, this isn't like Doc also won at Keith Pompey a few weeks ago when he asked him about when the team was struggling, when they were relatively healthy and struggling against teams that had a bunch of guys out with COVID protocols. And he went at him again. This is the second time Doc's gone off on somebody at a press conference. Jade, play the tape. You're not concerned at all at having these close games against these undermanned teams. No. You know, I, I think, like, it's funny. When we were under man and we won a couple of games and we had close games that we lost, I didn't hear that in reverse. This is the NBA key. Think about that stretch when we had all those guys out and we lost four and five games by one point, three point. Do you think their coach was worried that they won by one or three points? These guys play hard, man. This is the NBA. Every single guy in this league can play. So I don't, like, sit back and judge like well we didn't win by 10 tonight or 12 tonight we won the game and and that, that locker room in there they're happy they're not sitting back thinking man we should have won by 20 no you shouldn't have you should have won by exactly what you want it seems like you're getting kind of like emotional no not at all i'm just uh miffed by the question like I, it, that's that's a question that's always like it tells me like clearly you didn't play enough to, to, to you gotta understand that like if you win a game, Keith, you're happy. My, my, because my point is, I didn't hear you asking about when we were losing those close games. Um, what do you think? about? Are you happy about the loss because you were close with an undermanned team? No, it's not the same thing. My, my point is, Keith, it's a, it's a dumbass question to me. We didn't win the game. Exactly. And so, so what I'm saying now is I don't care. We won the game. I just think it's I just think it's a like a silly question. I really do. Like we won a game and you're trying to take steam away from it? I think that's silly. I do. I'm just giving you my opinion. I think that's a silly question. Like I agree the question could have been framed differently. But also like it really wasn't out of the question. <laughs> Out of the question to ask. Jeez. 
to ask a guy like it should have been what was that no man he did the fact that he, what he could have done differently he thought he did some wordplay with question there i don't know what that was when you blow a 24 point lead like you should be up there willing to answer tough questions after that and then to compare yourself to Popovich, you ain't Popovich, Doc. Yo, no, you you're don't not. De- you no, don't well, deserve on, the respect. He, you like, haven't earned been, the respect that Greg Popovich does. I don't does. know. First Look, of all, I know he's of all, only won one title, right? He's only won one title, whatever. Like, that dude's been coaching for 22 years. He's got a bunch of wins. He's a good coach. Like, yeah, he's got some, he's got some blind spots when it comes to coaching. But, like, he's a good coach, man. Uh, absolutely but but to compare yourself to pop of it it'd be like af- after a game if i was like would you would you say the same thing to bob ryan would you <laughs> would you right. say the same thing to bob ryan like like motherfucker no like you're not bob ryan jay <laughs> so, hey man hey jay check the standings is doc rivers I'm, 11 I'm games under 500 if, no <laughs> if the reporter should have worded his question differently doc should have worded his his uh, you know, disappointment with the question differently because you just sound like a jackass comparing yourself I, to Greg. I Popovich. don't agree, man. I'm I'm with Doc on this. I do agree. He's been he's been very sensitive this year. He was very sensitive about the whole like Ben Simmons stuff. Very sensitive, like it, behind the scenes too. Like it's been it's been weird with certain things. But um, so maybe he's just on it. Maybe he's feeling heat like to to win with this team. I don't know. Maybe he's stressed yeah. in that way. Well, I, I, I'm with Jay though on the on the on the. Would you ask Pop that question? First off, people have questioned Pop's coaching in games. Like you, you, you I've For seen sure. it in press yeah. conferences. Nobody asked a question as poorly as that to Pop. But it's it, it, it. This is part of the job as a coach, right? Like you're going to get second guessed with with the decisions you make and things like that when you blow a 24 point lead. Which, by the way, Doc Rivers tends to do a lot. You know, you, you, his teams tend to blow twenty-four point. Yeah, well, big big leads. It, 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 it happens more often that with him, I feel like, than others, and that's just kind of a, a more like eye test stuff. So I don't have actual numbers, but like for him to oh, kind of just go in there. Mainstream media again. Yeah, you know me making stuff up. Shit like this actually goes to your fucking brain. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to your partner, then listen to Lester. He has all the wisdom you need, boy. Every chance I get. Um, but to, to to go like, would would you ask Pop that question? Like comparing yourself on the level of Pop. There are very few coaches in the NBA that can compare themselves on the level of Pop. To have had the continued success for over 20 years that, that he had with the Spurs. And granted, a lot of that had to do with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Pop will be the first one to tell you that. But having that continued success for as long as he has... It's it's hard to put yourself on that platform, and if Doc sees himself on the level of Pop, then Doc needs to kind of reassess himself. In Doc's that. got a thousand wins. What are you guys talking about? Like Doc but, is no, Doc Doc's gets great. to do no, that. Doc gets to Pop, play that card. Pop, Pop is pretty close to being by himself. Pop's about know? to. Pop's like what twenty something games away from the all time wins record. He's yeah. been coaching longer. It's not. It's not Doc Rivers. Like it's not. A knock on him that he's not pop it's just nobody's pop yeah nobody has that track record <laughs> nobody's been doing it for as long as he has nobody's got the championships everything like pop deserves more respect and the funny part about all this is it would have been so easy to deflect like man we all he had to say was man we lost a 24 point lead like there's a lot i could have done differently <laughs> like, you know and like just laugh it off but instead he he chose violence and and i, I kind of like i like moments like that I think when guys, guys get a, get a little testy, it gives us something to talk about. I think you do you, you guys are doing the Twitter thing of taking the comparison language too too seriously. I don't think he's saying I'm pop. I think he's saying like, "Yo, I've been doing this long enough. I've had enough wins. Like, don't if do this shit." Like, would you ask that to Stan Van Gundy? I would have been like, you know what? <laughs> no, he's saying he's quit, got a point. Quit, quit playing with me. That's yeah. that's what he's saying. Quit yeah, playing exactly. with him. Quit playing with his career. His 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 uh his groundwork. He should be respected just how because I've been in certain, I mean, I'm sure we all have covered Greg Popovich. And when you really think about uh when you have to cover him, no stupid questions are asked because he makes you feel very small if you really say mm-hmm. something dumb. You know what I mean? Because it changes to oh shit got real real quick when you ask Pop a stupid question or that a question that he don't want to ask. And I think that he Doc's like, you know what I mean? I'm a thousand win coach. Like, why? I don't possess that type of respect 
in this space. You know what I mean? You're going to ask me that ridiculous ass question versus, you know, you wouldn't do that with pop. So he's just basically saying, I deserve the same damn respect. I've, I've, in that I've been in the, the, the locker rooms of both guys. I've been able to see them both up close. So he ain't pop. He ain't pop. <laughs> but he's, but he's, I think, he, I, 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 I honestly think you guys are twittering this conversation to death. It's not the name, like he, he's saying, don't do that shit to me. Like, so if he'd said like, you know, you know, tre- would you ask that question to Don Nelson? You guys would be like, all right, cool. Like he, you know, he got it right. Like get the fuck out of here. Like it's, you shouldn't ask him that question regardless. I mean, the question we've, we've, we've established the question was a poorly asked question. Then why do you care pop, what pop, coach pop he picked? Gets, pop, pop why do you care? Also gets it, but no, but also you guys pop are treating gets him those like questions. He's the Mario Chalmers of, of coaching. Like he's no, no. Wh- pop gets those questions too, though. Zach, I've coach. seen it. I've seen him. I've seen the questions. Pop gets those questions too. People second guess his rotations. Dude, People not, ask him not, questions. No, not it, like that. It was, not this, him. Was, this, no, was Trey's, poor, this was this Trey, was a terribly phrased question. Trey's right though. You wouldn't ask that terribly phrased question to Pop because of the reputation. Now Doc is way more friendly. You know, Pop tries to play done. tries to if play the good guy role. Pop would have done the same thing to that reporter. I mean, Pop would have answered it. Pop would have just like left. Right. <laughs> now the, uh, like, let's let's reverse the roles and pop's like would you ask that question to doc rivers why are you asking it to me would you guys be going oh pop you need to think higher of yourself get the out of here man like that's like the the comparison's fine the the dissatisfaction with the question's fine i'm team doc on this one and i love to roast yeah. doc rivers in the fake laugh that media always gives him and these horrible well, corny no, jokes that are ca- funny okay, okay okay if you cater constantly to the media the way doc does right with those jokes to get those laughs and oh let's go bears and, and oh he's a chicago guy and all that stuff you can't be mad when they ask you a dumb question sure you can you you create the dumb environment no a it's, joking it's, it's, environment and a dumb environment are not the same thing here here's my thing as bad as the reporter framed the question it wasn't a personal attack it wasn't discussing anything more than the one 24 point collapse it was how much did coaching impact that one comeback from the other team that's it you know it it wasn't a, a personal thing at all and and that's where i think doc overreacted um and i get it like how how awful must it be after your worst day of work oh it's the worst pe- when people are asking you well what, what did you fuck up most today okay <laughs> i'm like, gonna i'm gonna throw names out there and you guys tell well, me I really where the right good comparison so that's been. why my story sucked today um but all right but so I, and i think doc wanted to tell him like just zoom out we're 26 and 19 we we didn't have joel Embiid for 11 games we've got an all-star sitting at home twiddling his thumbs we've got you can't say that though because part of that's his fault we've got a <laughs> lack of we've got a lack of top-notch playmaking in our backcourt we've got a lack of size in our backcourt we can't rebound for shit and and we're 26 and 19 like how about how about ask me about that guys? all right hold on hold on guys all right if he had said would you have asked that question to rick carlisle you guys cool yeah he's got 150 <laughs> more wins than, than rick carlisle I would have been cool with that. And, All right. And, Dick Mata. It would have just been funny to hear him say Dick Mata in that, in that moment. <laughs> you, just, you, just wanted, you just wanted to say it. Rick Adelman. Ooh, uh, Rick Adelman. Yeah. He's, I, uh, I, I think he's above that, actually. Larry Brown. Ooh, that's a good one, Zach. That's a good one. Uh, Phil Jackson. Uh, Phil oh, Jackson would have been similar. Not, yeah. George <laughs> Carl. George Carl. No, he's a, he, same listen, tier. He, Similar tier. He's probably a little higher in the tier two because he's got a he's got a championship. You know, so Pat Riley's a no go. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no. You've go, you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, he never got gifted Magic Johnson, so that's that's fair. Uh, Jerry Sloan. <laughs> Jerry Sloan. Sloan. That's a good one. Couple trips to the finals. Bulls kind of ran him. Yeah. I love how we have a actual uh, disrespect. I know. Yeah, like, this, is, this is how ridiculous their their reaction to this is, Trey. Like, like you know what? We could disrespect. We could disrespect Doc, but we have to put it. We got to put it in the right name. It's a level. It's a level. Exactly. You got to be. You it's, know that, that's kind of the deal. Like, out of your I mind. I'm into this. I'm into this podcast. Thank you for listening I, to the I, Athletic I Game Show podcast. I wish we had people asking us questions. 
Would you ask the same thing of Chris Kirshner? <laughs> uh, thanks to Trey. Thanks to Mo. Thanks to, uh, you know, Jared Weiss's running mate here, Jay King. I don't know. I was trying to make <laughs> trying to find a name and you couldn't. <laughs> I'm just like Celtic. Ah, shit. He tried to compare himself to Bob Ryan on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of here, Jay King. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe to The Athletic. Make sure you listen to No Dunks. Make sure you listen to What Did I Miss with Michelle Beadle. Make sure you listen to all the team-specific shows. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic, the best coverage of sports on the internet. For Mo, for Jay, for Trey, I'm Zach. Keep it locked in on The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.